0: Communication breakdowns in your marriage? Keep listening and you'll discover how to bridge the gap between he said, she said, how to unlock positive conversations with a negative partner, the number one secret to becoming the world's best listener, and how to spice up your marriage with effective communication. When I was engaged, my mom gave me some marital advice. At first, I thought she was joking. She told me the hardest part about being married is you're a boy and she's a girl. I laughed and said, mom, that's the best part. She didn't try to argue her point. It was kind of a, well, you'll see response. And I tell you what, I immediately discovered that I was right. It is the best part. And soon after I discovered my mom was right too. The best and the hardest part about being married is that one of you is a boy and one of you is a girl. You are two separate people trying to come together for a single, united purpose. You see, think, respond, and you process emotions differently. You have different needs, and you communicate in different styles. Now, some of this is nurture, and some of that is nature or simply the differences between men and women. So here's how you simplify things. You don't need to understand women. You don't need to know how men communicate. You don't need to know why women need this or why men need that. Simplify things. You only need to understand your spouse, how your spouse communicates, why your spouse needs this or wants that. The first step to bridging the he said, she said communication gap is to stop seeing your spouse as a group of people and instead see him or her as a unique individual. You can't learn an entire gender, but you can begin to learn one person. And the fastest way to learn what your spouse needs when communicating or when you feel a gap between the two of you is to stop guessing and start asking. With a heart set on honest understanding, ask, what do you need from me right now? Not sure you can pull that off as genuine? Get in front of the mirror and practice. Practice with your family, friends, coworkers, And practice with your spouse. It is a question that ends in your silence. That way, your partner can now consider closing their part of the gap. In other words, shut up and listen. If they tell you, deliver. Do your best to meet the need as they have communicated. If they don't know right away, give them another moment to figure it out. If they come up with nothing, then tell them what you're going to try. Okay, well, I'm going to listen. Let me know if you want feedback. Or you could try, you know what? I'm in your corner and I'll be your cheerleader. Let me know if that's not working. It is often easier to decide what we don't need. And we can realize that as soon as we start to get it. Just remember, it's not a rejection of your attempt. It's a realization of what they don't need, which gets you closer to what they do need. Now, one quick caution. The worst thing you can do is for them to tell you what they need from you. Then you go off in a different direction. That's like a slap in the face. So when you ask, be willing to meet the need as they see it regardless of what you think would be best. That's how you begin to bridge the he said, she said communication gap. But what do you do when your partner seems to solely focus on the negative? Well, first of all, be aware there could be a deeper root cause to this negative focus. To address underlying causes can require good counseling, mindset shifts, consistent effort, and dietary or even medical intervention. Right now, I'm speaking to the situations where people tend to swim in the glass half empty or who find their wins in simply surviving all the garbage they had to deal with. These conversations can be difficult to navigate when you're trying to resolve a problem or to feel loved, connected, and valued. Now, several years ago, my wife and I sought direction from God on how we ought to handle a difficult period of time. We determined to set boundaries around who we would see and what we would do Until a set date had been reached. As the weeks went by, it became harder and harder to stick to those boundaries. Then one night, my wife and I got into a not-so-healthy conversation about whether or not we ought to stick to the timeline. Now, early in our marriage, these arguments would cause at least one of us to turn really negative about the future of our relationship. Because everything was bad, nothing was good, and we always struggled. And in this particular argument... I stopped and told my wife no matter how upset we got or how difficult things were or how much we disagreed on something I wasn't going anywhere and we would figure this out together. Now I didn't really notice any change that night but a couple weeks later something else came up and she said the same thing to me and that's when I felt it. There was a true shift in our perspectives and positivity. Disagreements were no longer a negative reason as to why we weren't meant to be happy or maybe even weren't meant to be together. Instead they became opportunities for us to better understand each other. To learn and to grow closer. And now if one of us starts going negative or being pessimistic, the other will say something like, hey, I know things are hard right now, but I have you and you have me. I'm not going anywhere. Now I admit this doesn't fix everything, but what if it turned even 20% of the negative situations in your marriage to positive connected ones? Isn't that worth giving it a shot? So the next time your partner is being negative and you want to unlock something positive, let them know where you stand and then it's with them together. Maybe they won't listen, but that shouldn't stop you. In fact, you can just implement the next tip. There are a lot of great techniques to being a good listener. One of my favorites is restating what the other person has said to make sure you understand. To be honest, that's hard and it takes a lot of practice. Now it's worth it, but what's something you can do well today? Have you ever seen the cartoon movie, The Little Mermaid? The wicked sea witch wants the little mermaid's voice in return to giving her legs while having a debate about how the little mermaid could get the prince to fall in love with her when she can't speak. And a sea witch sings out, never underestimate the power of body language. And she's not wrong, but every situation calls for the right kind of body language. Flipping your hair and swaying your hips is not the kind of body language that makes for a good listener. Neither does turning away, engaging in other activities, or resting your eyes. What? No, I'm awake. I'm listening. We've all been there. So here are three things to help. Number one, eye contact. It's not a staring contest, but have your eyes ready to meet your partners anytime they look at you. Second is to face your partner. If your feet, hips, shoulders, or head are turned away from the conversation, it indicates you're looking for a way out. Or at the very least, that you're not fully engaged in what you're talking about. So get in the habit of turning your body to your spouse when you communicate. If this is helpful and you want more free content on building a strong marriage and strong children, click subscribe now. Third is to have your hands free and your arms open at your sides. I get that you're not a statue and you want to be comfortable, and this isn't about doing the robot. This is about avoiding postures that indicate you are closed off to communication or that you may become defensive. Examples of a posture that may give the wrong idea include arms folded tightly across your chest, hands folded and arms tucked close to your chest, or having one hand reach across your chest and grab the other arm. Being a good listener involves helping the other person realize you can be trusted and you are there for them. Body language is a powerful secret to helping you become the best listener in your spouse's world. Speaking of body language, better communication can also spice things up in the bedroom. There's the more obvious idea about communicating intimate needs and desires, but that's not the kind of communication I'm referring to right now. What I'm telling you now is there is everyday communication you can have in front of anyone that can spice up your marriage. Scandalous, I know, but it's really not. In fact, it has more to do with combining what we've already discussed in a way that shows your partner you understand what they need because you were listening. And you're going to meet that need because you are in this relationship for the long haul. Let me explain. Finances can be a major issue in most marriages. My wife and I have had many conversations over the years about what we want to do with our income. And like many couples, we began using a budget. My wife would enter the receipts and I would crunch the numbers each month. Now, creating this habit was a real hassle. I can't tell you the number of times I would ask my wife if everything was entered so I could do my part. I'd offer to switch roles or revisit the conversation, and the lack of effort was incredibly discouraging. So, imagine my joy when my wife would tell me she'd done her part. This was music to my ears. It made me feel like she cared about her financial goals because she was in this relationship for decades and decades to come. It made me feel heard because she knew how important this was to me. And it made me feel like she cared about what I needed since I was the one that was more numbers oriented. In short, I felt connected. I felt like we were on the same page. She was speaking my language and it was sexy. In fact, it became a bit of a joke in our marriage. She'd come up to me in a sultry voice, let me know, today I did the budget. And I'd act all hot and bothered and we'd laugh. But in truth, There is nothing so spicy to a relationship as being connected with your companion. And connection is created and amplified by improving your communication. If you want more tips on how to connect with your spouse and spice up your marriage, check out this video where I give you five simple steps you can do today to keep things fresh in your marriage. Till next time, keep moving forward.